Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. I'm just back from Paris and uh, back in the UK, back in England, out in the countryside here where it's a gorgeous spring day. It's tea time here. So, of course, I have my Earl Grey, which is one of my favorites. Yay. And I'm so happy to be with you. Oh, my goodness. In case you don't know, the Living a Course in Miracles dot com classes are just, they're so good. Oh my goodness. So if you've never been to the website Living a Course in Miracles dot com, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I truly invite you to go and check it out. Uh, we have, let's see, we've done six classes. Out of 16, so we have 10 more. This week we have Colin Tipping. And our theme at livingacourseofmiracles.com is holy relationships, activating the love. And uh, we did a week on holy relationship with friends, holy relationship with sweethearts. Last week was holy relationship in death and dying. Amazing classes we've had so far. And this week with Colin Tipping, it's holy relationship with parents and relatives. (laughs) So we're doing some intense work, and I'm so happy to do it with you and to share it with you. Remember, all those classes are totally free at livingacourseofmiracles.com. You let people know about these wonderful classes and an opportunity to really understand holy relationship and to transform all our relationships into holy ones. And today, we're going to be talking about the body temple and answering the question, how many teachers of God are needed to save the world? So without further ado, I invite you to place your hand on your heart and let's bless ourselves. Let's open our hearts and minds to infinite spirit leading us and guiding us. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self with the holy intention of remembering our true identity. I am not a body. Yes. So we're grateful and thankful to remember the truth that sets us free. We're grateful and thankful to join together 
and share this healing opportunity. In grace and in gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. We let it be. And so it therefore is. Amen. Amen, amen. Sharing the benefits with everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. So here we go. We're in the manual for teachers, which if you've been listening for a while, you know that I love it. And I do recommend to anyone who's new to A Course in Miracles, uh, I often say start with the manual for teachers. It's uh, clear, concise, simple. And so how many teachers of God are needed to save the world? One. One holy, perfect teacher whose learning is complete suffices. Now, this is one of the most challenging things for many people to get on a heart level. They can get it on an intellectual level, but on a heart level, it can be very challenging for us to truly understand what is the truth of our human reality, which is that we are one with each other, there is only one, and everything that we experience in this world of effects is a projection of our mind. So there is nothing in this world of effects that is what A Course in Miracles calls real. That which is real can never be threatened. That which is real is not temporary. That which is real is not of this world. And we are real. We are not of this world. So we are in this world, but not of it. And while we're having that human experience, let's understand the relationship to the body. The body and spirit relationship from the very highest perspective. Because in this human experience, what I have noticed is many people are having body issues. So all healing is at the level of the mind, and it's very, very tempting to work at the level of the body. So all healing of all things that are effects in this world, which means our emotions, our feelings, our physical body, our emotional body, the circumstances and situations of our life, including our relationships, all of that is healed at the level of the mind. And that's the only place that it really can be healed. Hmm. So true. Yeah. So, <laughs> just feeling that. All right, so what what the the part that's really challenging for many if not most of us is this true understanding that everything is happening at the level of the mind and that everything is a projection of our mind and that we're one with each other because it's so tempting when someone behaves badly to say that's not me that's them that's nothing to be with to do with me. That's them. Look, they're over there. Their body is separate. They're separate from me. But the fastest path to our awakening requires us to wake up and realize there is no other. 
there isn't a separate one. There is just the one. And so this is one of the most challenging things for us to get, to understand, to comprehend. And that's what we're talking about this week is using the the body to help us. So one person waking up and everyone wakes up. Why? Because you waking up is everything because there is only one. And the more dedicated we are to understanding that, that I am responsible for everything I see, including the hurricanes and the tornadoes and everything, the wars and the suffering, everything is a projection of my mind. And at the same time, I don't know what anything is for except that it's for my learning. Beyond that, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's challenging to work with these teachings. And yet, when we're willing, it does awaken in our mind. So one holy, perfect teacher whose learning is complete suffices to save the world. This one, sanctified and redeemed, becomes the self who is the Son of God. Capital S, self who is the Son of God. This is chapter 12 in the Manual for Teachers. He who was always Holy Spirit now no longer sees himself as a body or even as in a body. So let us, as teachers of God in training, we're we're training, uh, teachers of God are always in training, aren't they? (laughs) And so we're choosing to get, to really get that we are not a body and we're not in a body. Interesting. Therefore, we're limitless. And being limitless, our thoughts are joined with God's forever and ever. So we're not time-bound. And by the way, one of the the great (laughs) healings that I've had is I used to constantly think there's not enough time there's not enough time there's not enough time so of course what was my experience not enough time and then one day i realized hang on jennifer you're eternal i am eternal i am that i am and i am is eternal therefore how could it possibly be that I would not have enough time. Time is not real. What is real is eternal, and that's me. Therefore, I have all the time I could possibly want, and I really don't actually want any more than I have. So I'd like to move beyond time as quickly as possible into that awareness of the limitlessness. So our thoughts are joined with God's forever and ever. Our perception of ourselves is based upon God's judgment. So what is God's judgment versus our judgment? God's judgment is that we're perfect, whole, and complete now and forever. The ego's judgment, that's another story. So our perception of ourselves as teachers of God is based on God's judgment not the egos. 
Thus, we share God's will and bring God's thoughts to still deluded minds. To still deluded minds. To minds that are still deluded. And to still (laughs) the crazy raging waters of the deluded mind. We are forever one because we are as God created us. We have accepted Christ and therefore we are saved. And by accepting Christ, we're talking about accepting Christ in the same way that Jesus accepted Christ as his true identity. So in A Course in Miracles, Jesus is our teacher teaching us to do as he did, which is to remember that we are the Christ and the Christ is already risen in us. So let us not see a different reality. Let us see true reality and only true reality. (sighs) Thus does the Son of Man become the Son of God. So, remembering our Christed nature, choosing to activate our Christed nature is how we become the Son of God. It is not really a change. It's a change of mind. Nothing external alters, but everything internal now reflects only the love of God. So let us reflect only the love of God. God can no longer be feared, for the mind sees no cause for punishment. So you see, when we align with our divinity, then we don't have any fear because we're not judging. We're only interested in the truth. And because we're not judging, we won't feel afraid of being punished or being separate. God's teachers appear to be many, for that is what the world's need. Okay, so it appears that there are many of God's teachers, because that is what is the world's need. Yet, being joined in one purpose, and one purpose that we share with God, how could we be separate from each other? So, God's teachers are one with each other. What does it matter if they appear in many forms? Who cares? Jesus, Buddha, Kuan Yin, David Hoffmeister, Gary Renard, Jennifer Hadley, you, right? What does it matter if we appear in many forms? Our minds are one. Our joining is complete. And God works through us now as one, for that is what we are. Why is the illusion of many teachers of God necessary? I find this very interesting. And and this does have to do with the body. We're getting there. Only because reality is not understandable to the deluded. Why is the illusion of many teachers of God necessary? Only because reality is not understandable to the deluded. So reality is our timeless, eternal Nature, our timeless eternal reality. So reality is not understandable to those who believe that they are a body stuck in time. Only very few can hear God's voice at all, and even they cannot communicate his messages directly through the Spirit which gave them. Okay, so... Only very few can hear God's voice at all. 
But, but when I read this, I think, oh, let's not make of ourselves special. Okay? Let's not do that. Let, what, why settle for specialness when we can have the Christ? <laughs> why settle for specialness when you can have the Christ presence? Specialness could barely compare to that. Let us choose that. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> I love it. Only very few can hear God's voice at all, and even they cannot communicate his messages directly through the spirit which gave them. So we're not able to communicate the messages of the spirit that come through us, that come uh, to us from spirit. We can't communicate them through spirit. They need a medium. We need a medium, the teachers of God need a medium, through which communication becomes possible to those who do not realize that they are spirit. Aha, so now we're getting to the part about the body. So we as teachers of God need a medium through which to communicate to people who don't know that they're spirit, to people who believe that they're a body. A body they can see, a voice they can understand and listen to without the fear that the truth would encounter in them. All right, so people who don't understand their spiritual nature, they need a medium through which communication becomes possible. A body they can see, those who do not realize that they are spirit. I'm sorry, a voice they understand and listen to without the fear that truth would encounter in them. So, we as teachers of God are bringing this message of wholeness and perfection, the limitless nature. And that is part of our function here. We're forgiving everything, we're waking up, and we are representing the truth to people who do not know the truth. Because if they are being communicated with by someone who appears to be in a body, they can hear that versus hearing God directly speaking to them in their mind. Their own I am presence speaking to them in their mind. Uh, in my classes, there are many people tell me, that they don't feel like they're receiving clear messages from Spirit, from God. But when I'm speaking to them in class and cheering with them, they feel that they hear that, and it makes perfect sense to them. So that's what we're talking about here. That the teacher of God is a body that people can see, a voice they can understand and listen to, without the fear that truth would encounter in them. Because... Remember, if you're not interested in the truth, it can frighten you. But if you are interested in the truth, it can set you free. So those of us who are teachers of God, we become teachers of God when we decide that we're not separate. Even for just a moment, if we can look at anyone or anything 
tree, a child, a dog, the landscape, and say, I feel united with this one. That's when we become a teacher of God. That's all that it takes is a momentary appreciation of the unity of all life, a joining together. How wonderful. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles, Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Unity Online Radio is affiliated with Unity, a nonprofit organization specializing in prayer, publishing, and spiritual education. If you enjoy our programming and would like to support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now to make a contribution. You can make a one time or recurring monthly donation. Thank you. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, hey, hey. All right, so we're talking about the body and teachers of gods and our teachers of God, <laughs> not gods, <laughs> and our function. And, uh, oh, that, and, and the use of the body. So this, this is the use of the body is to communicate the message of spirit to people who, if it came directly from spirit, 
it would be frightening. You know, if there was a clap of thunder and a bolt of lightning and a message like that, it could be terrifying. And, uh, you know, many times we have gotten messages from the higher Holy Spirit itself, and it has felt momentarily frightening. Especially if we are not interested in the truth. Uh, and and uh, we're interested in maintaining the body's separateness. So this is a holy opportunity for us to change our mind about using the body. And we can walk in our life and see it as nothing but holy encounters. Opportunities to encounter people and without saying a word to communicate pure spirit. So this is one of the the things that I do when I'm speaking and teaching is I ask the higher Holy Spirit self, I ask Jesus and Mother Mary, the Holy Spirit, to speak to me and through me so that I can speak with the highest caliber, the highest vibration of love, purity, that I can speak into the highest point of listening of anyone who would hear my voice. That is my objective, is to be the voice of God for anyone who hears my voice. And that is my joy and my pleasure. And that's how I learn. So the teachers of God are learning. We're constantly learning. And that's what we share. We extend the learning. So it says here, we're that the body is the medium through which communication from spirit becomes possible. The people will accept it when it's communicated that way. I love that. It's a voice they can understand and listen to without fear that truth would encounter in them. Do not forget the truth can come only where it is welcomed without fear. So by being willing to be a teacher of God and to communicate truth, people, I know for me personally, not always, but more often than not, far more often than not, people really welcome what I share. Now, They welcome what I share because I am not looking at them and thinking that they need it. I am not looking at them and thinking that they should be different. I am looking at them with the eyes of love. And I am, for the most part, I'm always attuned to not seeing that they have a lack but really seeing that everything is pre-installed within them, including the ability to access it. And I am there to be truly helpful. It says, do not forget the truth can come only where it is welcomed without fear. So people will welcome you if you're loving. They'll welcome you without fear. Whereas the teachings of God the truth, they may not welcome without fear. But if you're the walking, living, talking, breathing, laughing, dancing representation of the truth, people can accept you and therefore they can learn to accept the truth. So do God's teachers need a body 
for their unity could not be recognized directly. So that's what a holy temple can be used for, communicating the messages of spirit. Now, the most important piece in this for me personally is have to have no judgment. Nobody needs anything from me. But I can be of service offering all that I have only when I don't think anyone needs it. Isn't that interesting? That was, that was a really good one for me to finally learn. It says, yet what makes God's teachers is their recognition of the proper purpose of a body. The proper purpose of a body. Okay. As they advance in their profession, they become more and more certain that the body's function is but to let God's voice speak through it to human ears. That's the function of the body. That's the function of the holy temple. To vibrate with the Christ presence. Yes. Yes. It doesn't mean we can't enjoy our sensuality, our sexuality. It doesn't mean we can't enjoy going for a swim or having a delicious piece of pastry or dancing or any of the things that we enjoy doing with a body. But... This is the proper purpose of the body, is to communicate the truth. Always communicating the truth. To let God's voice speak through the body to human ears. And these ears will carry to the mind of the hearer messages that are not of this world. And the mind will understand because of their source. So when we're speaking the truth, demonstrating the truth, living the truth, it can be perceived as truth by someone who is identified with the body. They'll understand it because the source of the message that you're communicating is God. It's not the ego. It's that I of myself can do nothing, no thing. God can do everything through me if I but allow it. The body's function is to let God's voice speak through it to human ears. And these areas... Ears will carry to the mind of the hearer messages that are not of this world, and the mind will understand because of their source. From this understanding will come the perception, I'm sorry, the recognition in this new teacher of God of what the body's purpose really is. The only use there really is for it. Okay, so take this understanding as a teacher of God that this is the proper purpose of the body to communicate God's voice to human ears. And you will recognize what the body's purpose really is. The only use there really is for the body is to communicate the truth. 
Mm-hmm. This lesson is enough to let the thought of unity come in. Wow. I, I'm so just taken by that thought, that our willingness to allow the infinite source, divine wisdom intelligence, to be communicated through my body, through your body, our willingness to allow this is enough to let the thought of unity come in and what is one is recognized as one. The teachers of God appear to share the illusion of separation, but because of what they use the body for, they do not believe in the illusion despite appearances. Yes. The central lesson is always this, that what you use the body for, it will become to you. Okay, now let's understand that. And take a sip of my tea here. The central lesson is always this that what you use the body for, it will become to you. So if you use the body for this holy purpose of communicating truth, it will become a vehicle of truth to you. It becomes a holy temple where the perfect word of God is being broadcast from, right? If you think of a temple where the truth is known, where the perfection of God reigns supreme. And that's what you are as a teacher of God, as a messenger of God. However, if you use the body for self-medication, and who has not done that, right? If you use the body for self-medication, what's the message? What is the message that you're sending yourself? It says, remember, what you use the body for, it will become to you. It will become something that is deranged, sinful, a, oh, what's the word? A liability. The body becomes a liability. It becomes a detriment. It becomes a place of suffering. And have we not all felt that? Mm-hmm. So what you use the body for, it will become to you. Let us make the decision that... We're going to use the body to communicate God's love, the Christ presence, to communicate the perfection of love, to communicate compassion, extending love and compassion. Contemplate that for a moment. It says, use it for sin or for attack, How many of us have used the body for attack? When was the last time you went like this? (laughs) Is that not using the body for attack? You roll your eyes. Is that not using the body for attack? You express thoughts of attack with your words in a letter 
in a conversation somewhere? Is that not using the body for attack? Use it for sin or for attack, which is the same as sin, and you will see it as sinful. Do you really want to see your body as sinful anymore? Aren't we done with that? Enough already. Especially in this age where there are many people who are experiencing all kinds of addictive compulsive tendencies, right? Isn't that something that a lot of people experience? People talk about my OCD, right? My uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. People, I know so many people who identify with the body and identify with themselves as an addict, right? And in certain programs, like 12-step programs, it's required that you say, I am an addict. But the I am is not an addict. And I'm not dissing 12-step programs because I think that they're great, And I am not a body, therefore I am not an addict because the I am that I am has no addictions at all and it never will. However, I could say I feel like an addict. All addiction is of the mind, all healing is of the mind. And... We see ourselves as a body, we see ourselves as weak, we see ourselves as addicted, compulsive, all of this. It says use, uh, I'm going to back up again, use the body for sin or for attack, which is the same as sin, and you will see the body as sinful. Because the body is sinful, it is weak, and being weak, it suffers and it dies. So, many people have a fear of death. They have a fear of being weak. They have a fear of suffering. But, if you use the body for attack, then you're inviting your suffering. You're inviting your own death. That's what it's saying here. Use the body to bring the word of God to those who have it not, and the body becomes holy. I think that's all we need to know. Use the body to bring the word of God to those who have it not, and the body becomes holy. Because it is holy, it cannot be sick, nor can it die. When its usefulness is done, it is laid by, and that is all. So if you think of Jesus, who resurrected the body temple, right? And then he said, uh, be of good cheer. Don't be afraid of the world. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, right? He He raised Lazarus from the dead. I'm sure if we could have been there, he probably would have said to Lazarus, Get up, dude. You're not dead. Don't buy into it. Right? Lazarus lived for quite a while after that. He he certainly outlived Jesus. And 
Boy, it brings so many thoughts into my awareness. When the usefulness of the body is done, it is laid by, and that is all. Think of Parmanansa Yogananda, right? The great yogi mystic. Such an inspiration to so many people around the world. And he, I, I believe that he was on a mission to bring the teachings of Jesus to the Western world. Mm-hmm. And when he was ready to make his transition, he looked youthful, he was in good health, there was nothing wrong with him. He gave a talk, and then he said, I'm done. And he laid the body aside, just like it says right here. Use the body to bring the word of God to those who have it not, and the body becomes holy. Because it is holy, it cannot be sick, nor can it die. When its usefulness is done, it is laid by, and that is all. The mind makes this decision as it makes all decisions that are responsible for the body's condition. The mind makes all decisions that are responsible for the body's condition. That can seem very challenging us for us to believe, but if you're willing, it will be shown to you. Indeed. Hmm. All right. So let's make this decision to use the body for a holy purpose. That's our invitation. Yeah, it's the perfect time. It's a new moon today. It's a time for planting new seeds and awakening to the truth that sets us free. Yes, how wonderful. Let us use the body for a holy purpose and let us allow our body to be that holy temple and to be restored and renewed in order to serve Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it together as teachers of God, joined together in spirit. Ah, what a blessing. I'm inviting you now to go to livingacourseofmiracles.com. We've got the Holy Relationship class series on. We've got 10 more free classes for you, including Holy Relationship with Parents and Relatives this week. I'm inviting you to go and register during the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back. Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance, and begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to Live a Life of Integrity in Soul Vows and discover your soul's unique purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, 
visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your Soul Wants Five Things. of spiritually conscious living start now for a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential tune in to the yoga hour living the eternal way with yogacharya ellen grace o'brien every thursday morning at 10 a.m central 8 a.m pacific only on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. talking about the body temple and our holiness. Yes, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and it says, we're talking about in the Manual for Teachers, Chapter 12, how many teachers of God are needed to save the world? One. And in here it tells us about the holy purpose of the body. And, oh, I just find this so delightful and comforting and exciting. So, when we decide to live as that teacher of God, then we're going to be guided and directed by source, by the I Am Presence, by the Holy Spirit, same thing. That voice is going to be leading us, guiding us, and directing us. And, you know, I've talked to so many teachers of God, like I think of Regina Dawn Akers. I've interviewed her on this show a few times. Great interviews. Definitely go to the archive and get them. She's always awesome. And uh, talking about how when she got the message from her higher self to uh, sell her home and move to Colorado. It was terrifying to her. She said, I think she said that maybe 20 times she took to the bed and curled up in the fetal position and pulled the covers over her head. She could hardly deal with the divine guidance. It was so terrifying. But she decided to follow it and follow as she did. And one thing led to another and she is more free with every passing day. And I can say the same for me. I, I have, <laughs> I've done so many things that people will say, why are you doing that? And I say, just because I feel guided to. I'm going to discover something. I don't know what it is. I'm operating in trust and in faith. And I find that that really is the best way to go. So there are just many times I don't know what anything is for, and I don't really know where I'm going, but I know I'm going there divinely guided, and that is enough for me. 
That is fine for me. I'm very happy to go that way. Oh, yeah. And it says here that the teacher of God does not need to make the, does not make the decision alone, the decision to lay the body down. Cause that's what it's saying here is when you operate this way as a teacher of God, divinely guided and directed, you don't get sick and die. You lay the body aside and that is all. Yet, the teacher of God does not make this decision alone. To do that would be to give the body another purpose from the one that keeps it holy. God's voice will tell the teacher of God when he has fulfilled his role, just as it tells him what his function is. Our function? Forgiveness. He does not suffer either in going or remaining. So if you're afraid of suffering and death, become a teacher of God. Right there. No suffering in coming, going or remaining. Sickness is now impossible to him. Now, I know teachers of God who still experience illness. But that does not mean that they're doing something wrong. They're still learning. Right? The body is a great learning device. This is what A Course in Miracles tells us. So, oneness and sickness cannot coexist. God's teachers choose to look on dreams a while. It is a conscious choice. For they have learned that all choices are made consciously with full awareness of their consequences. The dream says otherwise. But who would put his faith in dreams once they're recognized for what they are? Awareness of dreaming is the real function of God's teachers. They watch the dream figures come and go, shift and change, suffer and die. Yet they are not deceived by what they see. They recognize that to behold a dream figure as sick and separate is no more real than to regard it as healthy and beautiful. Unity alone is not a thing of dreams. And it is this God's teachers acknowledge as behind the dream, beyond all seeming, and yet surely theirs. Yes. So this is the holy purpose of the body, to be a broadcasting station of divine insight, wisdom, clarity, that pristine awareness connecting us to perfect spirit, the Christ consciousness revealing itself through our choices, through our actions, through our decisions, through our words. The teacher of God will teach only love, no matter what. So this is what we can be assured of. We don't have to wonder what to do or when to do it. If we're willing to follow divine guidance, we will be told, right? A healed mind does not plan. What does that really mean? A healed mind has no attachments to a plan. You know, obviously, I, I'm traveling and going different places and teaching a lot of classes. 
uh, right now living a course of miracles classes 16 free classes eight different teachers thousands of people from all over the world participating there's some planning going into it but if I got divine guidance to shut it down tomorrow. I would shut it down tomorrow. I'm not attached to having it unfold or unfold in a particular way. I'm only invested in sharing the truth that sets us all free. I'm invested in my heart. And... What I have found is that as I walk through a daily journey of life experience, it's a constant opportunity to release attachments, to release cravings and aversions and addictive compulsive tendencies and temptations. So just because we have temptations doesn't mean that there's something wrong or bad with us. All temptation is of the body. To keep us identified with the body. So we choose again. The temptation comes into our mind, into our awareness. And we can treat that temptation like a an alarm going off. Letting us know that we have an opportunity to unhook our attachment to the body. We have an opportunity to unhook seeing ourselves as a body. And we can take it right then and right there. And that's our healing. This week in livingacourseofmiracles.com where uh, we have two classes. We've got class with Colin Tipping and class with myself. And our topic is holy relationship with parents and with relatives. We have such physical body connection with our parents and having a holy relationship with our parents is so beneficial. It can also, we'll also be doing a class two weeks, uh, or coming up with, uh, Reverend Myron Jones from Pathways of Light and we'll be talking about holy relationship with children. So we're covering the gamut of holy relationship and we've got Gary Renard coming up at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Holy relationship with your body. <laughs> We're going to learn a lot. Oh, I love it. And I love you. And I'm so grateful for your joining with me. I'm so grateful to know the holy purpose of my body. And let's say a prayer here. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. And let us all be so grateful and so thankful that we can change our minds. So grateful and so thankful that we're not a body, nor will we ever be. So grateful and so thankful to accept the truth that sets us free. We let it be as we share it with everyone. All the benefits of our healing and expansion we share with all. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 
For more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way, A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.jenniferhadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you. Each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Music speaks louder than words when you sing. Repeat the words. God is taking care of it. And it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. From mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. Spirituality into your own hands? Bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path? Do you cross the boundary between religion and science? Or between religions themselves? Do you like a dose of humor with your truth-seeking? If you answered yes, you're what we call a holy rascal. Join Rabbi Rami Shapiro for How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central. Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 